Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Alliance Church in Lexington, Kentucky. The sermon you're about to hear, God is Able, was preached by our lead pastor, Paul Smith, on Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. It was recorded on February 5th, 2023, and is part of our series, 40 Days of Prayer. Morning. We want to continue to stay very God-focused in our time this morning. If you have a copy of the scriptures, go to the New Testament book of Ephesians, the New Testament book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. And I don't know if First Alliance is your home church, but make sure you have a church that teaches and preaches the scriptures faithfully. And no matter who's up here, uh, their job is to help us learn the Bible a little bit more for ourselves, because our vision and our hope as a church is to reach as many people as possible without ever sacrificing biblical muscles. So Ephesians chapter 3, we'll be starting in verse 20. As we wrap up our series on prayer, all of the Alliance churches in the nation, uh, roughly 2,000 of us, have been focusing on prayer as a con- congregation, as a people, just calling upon God to do what only he can do. And thank you for your prayers for my wife and I as we were gone last week. Um, I don't like being away from you on Sundays. I pace the floors. I just don't know what to do. And so I'd rather be here than anywhere and on Sundays uh, with you all. And so, uh, once again, it's, it's good to be back. And so... Well, um, Ephesians chapter 3, and uh, yeah, that's it. Let's get into it. You ready? Okay, let me pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into the text this morning. Um, dear Jesus, continue to be magnified in your people. Jesus, grant us the eyes to see the wonder of who you are for the sake of the world. Holy Spirit, teach us what we do not know. Christ, heal the wounds in us which we have that no one sees. And Father, produce in us that which we cannot produce in ourselves, which is the character and the nature of your Son, Jesus Christ. And the church said together, Amen. As I said, we've been focusing on prayer and asking you to pray, to, um, to call upon God to do what only he can do. One of our values as a church is expectant prayer. We live this out, meaning we boldly and unceasingly come to the Father to advance his mission in the kingdom and the world. You see, when a church prays, I truly believe that God begins to do what only he can do. You see the salvation candle lit again today. Um, last Sun- Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, last Sunday, one of our staff members... Uh, led a gal to Christ, and only God can bring someone to themselves to bring spiritually dead people back to, back to life. That's a work of God, and that's advancing his kingdom in this world. Um, one of the things we do is we pray every Monday night. I'll be leading that again in uh, vertical from 645 to 745, 745 right here. Um, we pray for the needs of our church, for you, for our community, and the world. We just believe that God does what only he can do when a church prays. We ask you also, if you take five minutes Five minutes to pray for God's um, desires, his will, for the burdens of your heart, um, for, the, for the sake of the mission of the church. Take five minutes to pray and just allow to God to do what only he can do. I want to start off today with probably one of the most important sentences that's ever been written, and it's this. By Tozer, what the most important thing about you is what comes to your mind when you think of God. Not your paycheck, not your education, but your thoughts of God. He goes on to say, the man or woman who thinks correctly about God relieves himself of a thousand temporal problems. That thinking correctly about God is one of the most practical things we can do. 
for our good and for God's glory. And there's really, I think, three thoughts about God that must serve as the bedrock of our life as Christians and our prayer life. The first one is that God is holy. We see in scripture that God is absolutely perfect. There is no flaw in him. He's not void of emotion, but he is not led by emotions. He's led by his perfect character. He's absolute perfection. The second one is that God is love. My daughter's away at college. When my son goes to school and I drop him off at school or my wife is in a different part of the building or not in the same proximity as myself, my thoughts continuously go to them because I love them. Um, When I was gone, my thoughts went to you. I love being your pastor. I think God gives us a glimpse in such times of our life to let us know what he's like. His thoughts are continuously towards you. He thinks of you. He knows the condition of your life. His ways towards you are constantly good. The last one, if we really grasp it, it is such good news and allows us to be people of hope in a discouraged world. This God who is perfect, this God who is love, is also a God who is able. Look at verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 3. Paul is wrapping up this prayer that he's praying for the Ephesians and modeling for them and modeling for us a truth that he invites us to interject into all of our times of prayer for people ourselves. He says this as he wraps it, wraps it up. Now to him who is what? Able. I pray to this God. I pray for you to this God who is able See, it says this in verse 14 of the text, I kneel before the Father. You see the picture of Paul kneeling. And what is he doing when he's kneeling? Look at verse 16. And I pray that out of his glorious riches that he might strengthen you with power through his spirit in his inner being. I pray, that's my prayer, that you would be strengthened by the spirit. Middle of verse 17, I'm on my knees and I pray that you being rooted and established in love, Ephesians church, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, long, high, deep is the love of Christ and that you would know this love that surpasses knowledge that you might be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. You're filled with something, a passion, a desire, pursuit, Paul prays for this Ephesians church and he models for us to pray that you might be prayed, that you might be filled with the fullness of God's love. And if you're filled with God's love, then you give that away to others. How can he pray such prayers? Because he knows this about God. Our God is able. Now to him who is able. How able is he? Keep reading. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is work within, within us, to him be the glory in the church, Christ Jesus, through all generations forever and ever. What? Amen. What a way to pray. You see, when you remember that God is able in your prayers That truth that God is able connects your current situation to God's limitless ability. Limitless ability. How able is God? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. That little phrase, immeasurably more, is a Greek word. And the only way to say Greek words is confidently. It's hyper peruso hyper. It's bookended by the word hyper. 
It takes something, hyper is a word that takes something and magnifies it. Like there's speed and then there's hyperspeed. There's tension and then there's hypertension. There's um, active and then there's that toddler next door who's hyperactive. Okay, it's something bigger and grander. Well, how able is God? He's hyper able. Beyond your ability to comprehend how able he is, you see, not only does his ability transcend the natural order of things, he transcends them. And a God who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is his work within us. And Paul lets us know that where we see God's heart, where he wants to put his power, and where he wants to put his ability, it work within us. You see, the truth is this, that God is able around you. He can change your circumstances, but he might not do that. But we knew know this, that God is able within you. He can change you in those circumstances. See, because of this truth, we see that God can tra- transform your reactions and responses. I've seen this personally. My prayer for 2023 is that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, may all my reactions and responses, my default reactions and responses, communicate to the world that God knows my situation, is not surprised by the situation, and will use this situation ultimately for my good and for his glory. And I have seen that slowly begin to happen over time. He is, he is able within you. I've also know this, is that he can transform your character. There will come to a point to where willpower is not enough. And God has, through the power of the Holy Spirit, begin to transform that area to transform your life to look like Christ. And because God is able, he can transform your work life, your home life, your habits. He can absolutely transform everything because God is able. And because he is able, know this, that our problems are transformed from troublemakers to glory makers. To the glory be to him forever in the church. So we pray, God, you are able. One of the most significant times in our, family, in our family's life is when our son had a moment that transformed his life. For the longest time, as Quinn was beginning you know, his education, he would get very close to the paper and look, and he would squint, and he'd say, this is so hard. And then we said, I think we might be on to something. So we went to the optometrist, and he put that thing in front of my son's face and, you know, can you see it now? Can you see it now? Clear now, clear now, clear now. And we wondered if his eyes were bad. And while the optometrist was doing all this, with a smile on his face, he spoke to my wife through his teeth and said, it's really, really bad. And we knew his eyes were bad. So it came about a week and the day came for him to get his glasses. And all of a sudden his glasses came on and he slid his glasses on and his world changed. He looked at my wife and went, Mom, exact words, you're huge. (laughs) And your nose is huge. It was the absolute best. The whole doctor's office just died, died laughing. His life was transformed. And look at that smile on his face. The disposition of your face, I truly believe, is determined by the lenses in which you look through life with. 
In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, Paul prays, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be opened, that you might see the, glo- might see the glorious riches in which you are called. What lens, Christian, do you see life with? We don't bury our head in the sand, but we don't live like people who don't know God. Is the dominant thing that you're looking at is life's problems? Face them. But that's not the only lens that you look at life with. Face your problems, but put the lenses on that God is able. You see, there were 12 spies that saw went into the promised land. Ten of them said, no way. We look like grasshoppers compared to them. But two of them said, our God's able. We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it because God has promised. He says this in Numbers 13. A signature statement, signature statements of this. Just because God can doesn't mean he will. And just because God hasn't doesn't mean he won't. He's growing our faith. He's developing us. There's, there's, we're called to be patient and wait on the Lord. And the bottom line is that God is love. He is holiness. And God is able So our hearts can rest securely no matter what the situation. I mean, if you read the revelation of scripture, it's this event after event that God is showing the world that he is able. The Egyptians behind them, the Red Sea in front of them, death seems to be, you know, inevitable. But at that moment of such great fear where Moses tells them to calm down, at that moment, God showed the world that he is able The mouths of the lions were shut. The Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar, through Daniel, saw that God was able. He was big and he was loud, and I'm assuming he was not very handsome. Goliath. He mocked the Israelites. And David, with five smooth stones, by faith showed the world that God was able. There was a wedding that just was going to just come to, to despair. The wedding host was in a serious problem. But that problem, when Mary, the mother of Jesus, told the servants, do whatever he tells you to do, became a time when Jesus showed the world who he was and showed the world that he is able. And the darkness was the last three years for nothing. No, Easter morning. And God kept his promise. They'll crucify me. But on the third day, I'll rise and be the savior of the world, whoever believes in me, showing the world that he is able. See, this is why our lives are not perfect. For you, for me why the health is not perfect, why the job situation is not perfect, why the marriage is not always easy, why raising kids can be perplexing. We love them. You see, for you, there will be an issue, a subject, an area of your life where you will have to show, call upon the world, call call upon God to show the world that he is able. Well, how do we connect this God who is able to our lives where we live. 
Well, look at the first three words of verse 20. What's it say? Okay. There you go. Yeah. I knew you could do it. He's able. Yeah. Now to him. Right now, he's able. In the now, he's able. Not just in the past. In where you live right, right now. In the here and now, he's able. In your now, in our now, in my now, he's able. When you, every time you look at your watch or every kind of date on your calendar, those aren't just, that's not just times and those aren't just days. Those are opportunities for you to show the world and for you to see and knowledge that God wants to break in and show that he's able, either around you or in you. Now, what's the other two? Him. Now to him. Um, you look to him. Why do we memorize scripture? That allows us to keep putting our faith back on God and reminding ourselves of who God is. That's how we look to him. We quote verses all throughout the day. We look to him. We turn to him. We fix our eyes on him. We look to him. Not only, um, I've asked my son to use these two illustrations, and he graciously allowed me, so I do this with permission. I was dubbed the parent to teach our kids how to drive. And so Quinn is behind the wheel. And so... um, and both of my kids are excellent drivers. They really, really are. I don't know where they got this ability, and so, but they really are very good. But the most important thing in driving is your eyes. I, learned, I, get, I used to ride a motorcycle, and so, yes, I did. And, um, <laughs> and that would say the most important thing in riding a motorcycle, other than staying on two wheels, uh, staying upright, is to your eyes. You will go automatically where you place your eyes. And your life will go where you place the eyes of your faith. What's your ultimate hope in life? What are you looking to? Yourself, your ability? You see, there will come something in your life where God is saying, look to me because I want the world to see through you that I am able. The question, if God can't, then why didn't he? If God, if God is able, then why hasn't he? And I don't mean to be flippant in any of this. Whoa, we went back to the very beginning. I bet you he's able to correct it. <laughs> I guess, I guess you wanted, he wanted you to, to remember the value of expectant prayer. Okay. okay. If God chooses not to, that is a question of his sovereignty. Next slide. Not his ability. Remember, he's perfect. He's loving as a parent, you know that there are decisions that you make that from your child's perspective just doesn't make sense, but you know you're wiser. God is infinitely wiser. And one day when it's all over, he will connect all of the dots. Whether or not he will is his business. Believing that he can is our business. Remember that the Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. Do not let a difficulty 
knock you off a firm belief and trust in God. For he is holy, he is loving, and he is sovereign, and he is able. Well, so what? So what? That's the issue in your life. That's an opportunity. Be a good steward of it. You see, be a God is able steward of each moment of your life. See, he'll bring difficulty and struggle into your life and say, God, I want to steward this, this opportunity well. Whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Be a good God is able steward of each moment of your life. Look for God gaps, and he can fill them with God is able stories. A God gap is the following. A God gap, um, Haddon Robinson preached on every miracle in the Bible, every one of them. And he says, they're a common thread that goes through every miracle in the Bible. And it's this, when there is a need sensed by a few, and when those few listen to God, obey him and trust him, in spite of the odds, God breaks in with the supernatural. You see, believing that God is able does not mean that we do not do anything. Believing that God is able means that we listen, obey, and trust him with outcomes. Sitting back and doing nothing is going God to do magic. But we live a life by faith and obedience and trust. And that's the moment when God breaks in and shows that he's able, either around you or within you. And your life is filled with God is able stories. Last one. We get caught up on the how. And God is looking for the who. Who will continuously trust and believe that I am able? There's a story in the Old Testament where the nation of Israel wants a king. And God taps Samuel on the shoulder and says, go to the house of Jesse, for the one who I anointed is there. So all these brothers come out and all they're big, strong, and handsome. They look like me, but just the opposite. And, um, and he goes, it's not any of them. It's the, it's the small one. Because I don't look at what man looks to. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And this individual's heart, David, longed for God, wanted to know God, thirsted for God. And out of that life, God showed the world through him that he was able. Now to him who is able. What's that circumstance in your life that you've got to, to, by faith and trust, got to turn over to him and say, God, I'm going to trust you in this. I'm going to be a good steward in this, in this relationship, in this hardship, in this struggle. Or maybe today you've got to call up to God and say, God, would you put new lenses on the eyes of my heart? For I want to communicate to the world that you are able. And when that happens... May we be, and we will be, a people of hope in such a discouraged world. Amen? Your God is able, and that's the gospel. Let's stand. And to prove that he is able, I finished a message with 10 minutes to go. (laughs) Wow. So let's stand. Let's continue to worship. And if you're here today, and you need to pray to this God who is able, this altar is open, and the prayer team will come. And you just say, God, I call upon you who is able. Fill me with your spirit. Transform my character and my heart. Just simple prayers like that, either at your seat or at this altar during times of prayer. He wants to show himself to you.
He loves you so much. To him be the glory in the church forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. Here at First Alliance Church, our mission is to passionately pursue God, extend life-changing hope, and disciple people to be spirit-empowered followers of Jesus. To learn more about our church or to hear other sermons like this one, visit us at facelex.com.